hold up your Bible. I want you to say this like you mean it, mean it like you say it, and let this shape your week, that you don't go a day without getting into the Word of God. Amen. Say it out loud. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have, and I do what it tells me to do. And I love my Bible, so I make this as a confession that I will meditate therein both day and night on a chapter in the morning and a chapter in the evening. And because I do, my life is blessed. It's no more a mess. Now everything I touch, everything I touch turns to success. If you believe that, shout hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this, another opportunity to meditate your word. I thank you for being the source of our strength, for being the strength of our life. As we are chasing after you, it is because of who you are that we stand in your presence this morning to give you glory. Now, Father, anoint our ears to hear what you have prepared for this moment. Father, you know every person present and those that are listening online at whatever time. We pray that not one of us will leave the same that we came. Let us all be changed in Jesus' name. And all to agree with that prayer said, amen, amen. Thank you, worship team. Really appreciate you guys. Open with me in your Bibles to the book of Matthew chapter 18 one last time in this series. Praise God. Thank you all very much. Uh, for those of you all in person, of course, uh, we want you to actually open your Bibles this, this week. And then for those of you online, we, we should be able to have scriptures available for you. In Matthew chapter 18, we're concluding today our series called Gathered Together. In verse 18 through 20, Jesus said, Assuredly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them of my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. How many of you all, that verse of scripture means more now than ever before? When we gather together, there are several things that happen. And the number one above all things is that Jesus shows up when we gather together in his name. Amen. Well, as I said, I thought there were 10 things that the Lord had given me to minister to you. And we've covered those. And then last week, two more came up really strong in my heart. And I gave, of course, one of the two last week. We're going to finish with the 12th thing that happens or should happen as a result of us gathering together, and that is the blessing. For those of you taking notes, the title for today, we're going to talk about the blessing. Our text is in Genesis chapter 32 and verse 24 through 30. Then Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. 
Now, when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip and the socket of Jacob's hip without a joint as he wrestled with him. Uh, and he said, let me go for the day breaks. But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, what is your name? He said, Jacob. He said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked, saying, tell me your name, I pray. He said, why is it that you ask me about my name? And he blessed him there. So Jacob called the name of the place Peniel. For I have seen God's face, or I've seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. Woo, we're going to get into something good today. How many have already excited about the blessing? I want you to know, now before I forget, don't let me let you go before I bless you. All right. Just make sure I don't dismiss this service before I bless you. Now, the 12th thing that happens when we are gathered together is the blessing. The blessing happens when we are gathered together. Now, we've taken time to look at what happens or what is supposed to happen when we gather together for church. Now, there's a recent poll, however, from Barna, which is a research organization for many years, that states that one out of three church-going Christians has stopped going to church altogether during the pandemic. And this is a very, very crucial and relevant message series that I'm bringing not only to you, but to every person in the sound of my voice in the body of Christ, this series should not be taken lightly. In other words, we shouldn't have the attitude like, okay, you know, well, what's next? No, this is what God is saying because through this attack, Satan has been able to divide the church in order to conquer it. When, when I was made aware of this, I mean, I immediately had to go look it up and see it for myself. And it's a very alarming statistic. And over the last four weeks, the, 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 through these five messages, God has been saying, not only to those that are here in person, but to everyone online, it is time for us to gather together again. Listen to what this research poll uh, has to say happened in the last six months. A recent study from Barna has surprised researchers by revealing that one in three practicing Christians has stopped attending church after the COVID-19 pandemic began. Among other key, thing, key findings, the data showed declining church attendance was linked to respondents' age and their emotional well-being. One part of this said that millennials, folks that are in my age group, no, that was a joke. <laughs> I feel like a millennial at heart. <laughs> Joy was like, you are not a millennial. <laughs> 
but this was very alarming. For those that were in this poll, 50% of millennials have just stopped going to church altogether within the last six months of those that were going before. It also says here that these, tra- these trends highlight the importance of churches continuing to reach out and disciple the next generation, especially those that are seemingly falling away during the pandemic, says Barna. Even at this very moment, in person, we are at one-third in attendance than we were in the month of March. We were pressing capacity, looking at what our options are, because not only did we outgrow our previous facility, we had outgrown this facility within two and a half months of being here, but all of that came to a screeching halt. In other words, the church, Faith Family, has not grown in six months. If your baby stopped growing for six months, how many of you all know it's critical? And we need to go to the doctor to find out what needs to be done because this is not right. And that's the attitude that we have to have as church so that we not only that are here and those that are staying connected online can understand there is a real spiritual attack happening in the world today. One last note, around a third of the respondents, 34% digitally church hopped by streaming a service from different from a different church what that means is they were like oh, okay I, pastor stan ain't preaching nothing good let me go on over here to elevation church <laughs> oh y'all didn't find that funny amen <laughs> so think about it one third of people who did stay connected they, they church top they were over here and they were here and just kind of hopping around that means when 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 your pastor has a word from God you're not getting what God is saying oh it's a little quiet last point on this note uh, only 14 percent of those polled actually left their orig- original church for another which is good it is more likely for a Christian to have stopped attending church altogether during the pandemic, says Barna. It is more likely, based on these statistics, it is more likely for a Christian to have stopped attending church. I had been sensing that all through the months that we had been out. I've been feeling disconnected to the faith family. So I appeal to you in this one last message. Next week, we've got an amazing series that we're going to begin. Listen carefully to what the Spirit of God said. Something good happens when we physically gather together and let the church say amen. Amen. It says, lastly, in fact, 32% of practicing Christians have done just that. Now, Last week, we looked at number 11, which is unity happens when we are gathered together. What I was also trying to say is that disunity happens when we don't come together. Division, we get divided. Whereas we were once all together, now some of us are here, some of us are online, some of us are not connected at all. Disunity Division and even divorce happens. Uh, the, 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 the attack against marriages in this season has been almost unreal. And not only has it impacted families, but it has also been a real attack 
against churches. Now, last week we looked at Psalm 133, and there's something there that takes us into this week that I want to show you. So turn with me to the book of Psalm number 133. We saw it a song of degrees of David. He said, behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, and it went down to the skirts of his garment as the dew of Hermon and as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life evermore. Notice what happens when we come together. It is good to God and it's pleasant to his heart when we gather together in unity. Amen? Unity happens as a result. And he describes what takes place. We know that one thing that happens is the Holy Ghost gets to moving when we come together. It's like the anointing that they poured on Aaron the priest. Not only did it get on his head and his hair, it got down to his beard. It dripped onto his clothes. It, there was so much oil flowing that it reached to the skirts of, this, of his garments. We know that Jesus is the head and we are the body of Christ. The anointed one and his anointing. And listen, there is an, an anointing release when we come together. Amen? It's like that dude that starts out at the top and it just flows all the way to every. And there is, when we, when we come together in unity, there's an, an anointing that's released. But there's one last thing that's identified in this verse that happens. And it is outstanding. Look at verse 3 one more time. Stanza 3. At the end of it, in this place... Where believers are gathered together, there's one more thing that happens. He says, for there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life evermore. By the end of this message, that statement is going to be an aha moment because what God intends to happen today, what God intends to happen next week and next month and next year is that every time we gather together, Jesus shows up. The word of God is preached. Revelation knowledge begins to flow. The Holy Ghost gets to moving. Not, doing, not only that, we start to praise and worship and, and then we get prayer and answers to prayer. People get saved. People get healed. People get delivered. We get unified. And then before we go, I'm going to preach this whether y'all want me to preach it or not. Before we go, I, I hope that the anointing of Bishop Jakes comes on me to preach this message today. Don't let me let you leave today without blessing you. Because in the place where we're gathered together in unity, God commanded that the blessing be released. Y'all better adjust their volume because I'm not adjusting mine. Ah, thank you, God. So as we get into this message for this week, I want you to notice scripturally that there is something else that happens that is supposed to happen when we gather together, and that is the blessing. 
when you talk about the blessing, this is more than blessing the food. My son, uh, Stanley III, is here, and, and every now and then before we eat, he'll say, all right, let's catch, uh, take hands, you know, take, take hands. And then before I can pray, he'll start praying. Now, his prayer is a lot cuter than mine. i say, take hands. Come on, take hands. God favor Jesus. Amen. <laughs> God favor Jesus. And he might mumble. I don't, I, not, he might mumble a few other things. Don't really know what he's saying. But all we do is we listen. And then Marquise, he's right there. Amen. Okay. And then they know we can eat. When we talk about commanding the blessing, we're not talking about when somebody sneezes. Oh, God bless you. No, something supernatural is supposed to be released. And it's something that the Bible calls the blessing. In Numbers chapter 6, go over with me there. In Numbers chapter 6, verse 22 through 27, it says, And the Lord spake to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, This is the way you shall bless the children of Israel and say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So they shall put my name on the children of Israel and I will Bless them. Now, just to understand what we just read, this is an instruction. This is a commandment. God is telling Aaron that there are certain things that are supposed to happen when the congregation of Israel are gathered together in my presence. You are supposed to, as the priest of the Most High God, you are supposed to command the blessing. And this is what you shall say to the people. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you, be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. In doing that, you will be putting my name, God says, on the people. And I'm going to bless them as a result of what you release when they are gathered together in my presence. Hallelujah. Are you starting to see where we're going today? Hallelujah. This is something that your pastor that I have failed to do from the inception of this church. How many have ever been to a church where at the benediction they'll have you raise a hand, particularly your right hand, and, and they will say essentially the Lord bless you. How many have you ever been to a church like that? Maybe you online. How many have ever been there where, I mean, just it happens. Uh, through the, the past six months because uh, of technology, I've been able to be in Michigan a lot, helping my parents. You know, they haven't closed the church, didn't have to close the church. And, you know, they've had church services uh, throughout this entire time. So I was able to be up there a couple times. I've ministered for them. And every time that he would get ready to dismiss, every week, he would have the congregation hold up their hand and he would read. I mean, every time he would read numbers. It's a part of their closing. They would put it up on the screens and he would pronounce this blessing upon them and they would bless themselves as a result 
of being gathered together. I have repented before God and I repent before you because I've not done this as we are commanded. I got one, my God. This is critical. This is something that is supposed to happen and it is a big deal. Listen, <laughs> Turn with me, if you would, to the book of uh, Galatians chapter 3. Uh, the Lord has revealed how powerful this is. So from now forward, for the years and decades to come, don't let me let you go. I got one all right. Before I bless you. For those of you online, I mean, stay connected so that you can get blessed. Ah, I can see that we got some work to do here. Let me help you. In Galatians chapter 3, look at verse number 8 and 9. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel to Abraham beforehand. What was the gospel? Saying, in you, all the nations of the earth shall have jobs, shall have health shall have transportation, shall have protection. No, this is the gospel preached before Abraham, saying in you, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. So then those who are of faith are blessed with faithful or believing Abraham. I'm here to tell you, <laughs> if you get nothing out of the message, you know, some people can come and be, be blessed by the message and some can be bored by the message. But don't leave without receiving the blessing pronounced over your life. Why? Because this is the promise that we are uh, 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 promised through Abraham. Okay, y'all not getting it yet. Let me lay it out a little bit more. How many of you are uh, of faith? My son calls this faith church. Where, where are we going, daddy? He says, uh, daddy, we going to faith church? We're like, yeah, both of them say faith church. So, hey, faith church. <laughs> so he says, those of you who are of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. Say it out loud. I am blessed. You know, that blessing is important. Let me show you. Because in verse 13 and 14, listen, this is the gospel that we preach, is that you through Jesus can be blessed. How many of you want to be blessed? How many of you want to walk in the blessing of God? The, the, the blessing is a divine empowerment to succeed in every area of life. It's a supernatural enablement by God for you to have success. And that's what we are to pronounce over you each and every time. In Galatians chapter 3 and verse number 13, he says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. Why? Because it is written that cursed is everyone who hangs on, the, on a tree. Why did he do that? He did that so that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles in Jesus Christ that we might receive the blessing which was the promise of the spirit through faith in other words Jesus did what he did so that we could receive the blessing that Abraham was blessed with 
In other words, this is why Jesus died on the cross. Not so that we could feel good. Not so that we could, uh, you know, feel better about life. He died so that this thing that flowed from Aaron to the people could rest on your family. Don't let me let you go today before I bless you, before I bless you. In Genesis chapter 12 and verse 1 through 3 is where we find the blessing. Now the Lord had said to Abraham, this is the moment that God promised the blessing. This is your promise. Because Galatians 3 and 29 says, if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Genesis chapter 12 is the promise that God gave to Abraham. And the promise that God gave to Abraham is that he would bless you. You want to know why I know things will be well in my life? It's because of the blessing. There is a blessing of God upon me. Everything. Everything I touch is blessed. Everywhere I go is blessed. I'm blessed coming in and I'm blessed going out. And what I look for from now forward, when I gather with the people of God, I'm looking for that moment before I'm released into this evil demon-possessed world. I'm looking for that blessing. To be spoken over my life. I'm waiting for somebody to say, the Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. The Lord turn his countenance toward you and give you peace. Whew. Once that happens, then I'm ready to go to work. Once that, once that happens, I'm ready to go home. Once that happens, I'm ready to go out into the highways and the byways. Why? Because I'm not going in my own ability. I'm going in the ability of the blessing. Woo. I know y'all can't see it online, but I got to calm them down. I can't preach this thing so hard. Woo. I'm almost done. Now, don't let me let you go. Is anybody waiting to go today? Amen. In Genesis chapter 12, this is the promise of the blessing. Listen to what it says. And I want you to find yourself in this verse. He said, now the Lord said to Abram. Now, if you belong to Abram, then you're Abraham's seed. So this is what God is essentially saying to you, Jamie. He's saying, the Lord said, get out of your country and from your kindred and from your father's house unto a land that I will show you and I will make you a great nation and I will bless you and I will make your name great and you shall be a blessing. And I'm going to bless them that bless you and I'm going to curse them that curse you. When they come up against you, they come up against me. When they do you good, they do me. Come on. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed is there any family in the church today I see the Tucker family come on I see the Adams family hallelujah I see the Jackson family the Scott family is in the house is there a family in the church today well I'm here to tell you this promise that God made to Abraham has an impact on your family and it is that God like Abraham is going to bless your house is going to bless your children and going to bless your children's children to a thousand generations say it out loud I am blessed now like never before we must value the blessing 
I'll say that one more time because it is the main point of the message. It is why God has laid this out. I thought I was done, but he wasn't done. He said no, and from now forward, you don't let the people go until you release the blessing over their lives. During the pandemic, Carrie Job and um, Corey Asbury came out a song called The Blessing. Elevation Worship produced it. And it's taken from number six. And it just says over and over again, the Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Amen, amen, amen. May his favor go before you and behind you and beside you, all around you. Come on, may his presence go with you everywhere you go. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 12, I'm almost done. Verse 15 through 17, looking carefully, lest any of you fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up cause any of you trouble, and by this many become defiled, lest there be any fornicator like or profane person like Esau, who for one morsel of food sold his birthright. His birthright was the blessing. For you know that afterward, after he sold the birthright to the blessing, when he wanted to inherit the blessing, he was rejected. For he found no place of repentance, for he sought it diligently with tears. Listen, he's saying here that there are three things that are really important in life. Number one, grace is important. That's God giving you what you don't deserve. Number two, freedom is important. Freedom from all your hurt past, because your your past hurts can mess you up in your future. But the third thing he says that's really important is valuing the blessing. He warns you in the end days not to find yourself like Esau, where he didn't care anything about being blessed he said don't be like Esau who for just a little bit of food I know you might be hungry right now don't shut this down and go get something to eat don't let me let you go before I bless you Esau did not value the blessing but Jacob did I close where we began in Genesis chapter 1 and verse in Genesis chapter 32 verse 1 through 3 so Jacob went, his, went on his way, and the angels of God met him. When he saw them, he said, this is God's camp. And he called the name of that place Manhanim. Then Jacob sent messengers before him to Esau, his brother, in the land of Seir, the country of Edom. For those of you that will read your chapters this week, Meditate on what's happening here. This is the story of Jacob and Esau. We just read in Hebrews chapter 12 that Esau didn't value the blessing. Jacob did value the blessing. I want you to notice this is the story of Jacob and Esau. It says in verse 1 that Jacob went on his way and angels showed up to meet him. I want you to imagine Jacob experiencing a visitation from an angel. And they met him like, hey, like Abraham, two angels uh, for, for Sodom and Gomorrah. Abraham met an angel and the angel was like, shall I hide from Abraham what I'm about to do? 
And he talked with the angel and he pleaded. So they were, I don't know about you, but I mean, that's kind of phenomenal when somebody meets an angel. And notice, so he, 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 he sees them and notice the result of him. He said, this is God's camp. God is in this place. Man, angels are showing up. Any of you all maybe have not seen them, but you've, you know the angels are showing up on your behalf. He called the name of that place a certain place, but then he sent messengers before, Edom, uh, before Esau. Now, in the story, Esau could be mad at Jacob, and Jacob is really wrestling over what it's going to be like when he gets back to him. He's finally making it back like God had promised him before. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 20 says that by faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning the things to come. I say that because I want you to know that Jacob, like I'm challenging you, values the blessing. You know, uh, I'm going to deal with Jacob's ladder on Wednesday night live in a service. So if you want more on this subject, then come back on 730 on this Wednesday night and I'm going to preach about Jacob's ladder. Jacob, have you all ever heard of Jacob's ladder? Just a few chapters before this, this man had some supernatural experiences with God. He would recognize God is in this place. One time he went to sleep, he had a dream and he saw angels going up and down. And then God spoke from the top of the stairway or the ladder and he told him about his future and promised him that he would make it back. So Jacob was finally headed back. He was wrestling. Maybe some of you online, you've been wrestling with stuff that's been going on on the job. Maybe in your heart, you've been wrestling with some things that have happened in your marriage or happened in your family members. Or maybe you've been wrestling and struggling with them symptoms of sickness and disease that have impacted. Have you ever been at a place where you've been wrestling with something? Even wrestling with God about hearing about your future. The Bible says in Genesis 32 and 24, Jacob found him, he finds himself, he's struggling the whole chapter, he's wrestling, struggling. But he finds himself in a place alone. But all of a sudden a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. Run up here, Terrence. I'm going to use this as an illustration. Run up here, Terrence. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Y'all give Terrence a hand clap. Amen. <laughs> I want you to imagine you're alone. Maybe online, that's what this pandemic, I mean, you've been by yourself. You've been struggling with something. And then all of a sudden, somebody shows up. Now for him, this wasn't, this is something supernatural. He's seeing something that's in his mind. Later we read, he's thinking this is God himself. But I believe, I want you to imagine what it was like the moment that this happened. When he sees a man maybe in the camp. I believe with all my heart that when the man saw that he saw him, the man was trying to leave. But somehow they got to wrestling. Come back. I believe when he saw him, he was alarmed. And the guy was like he was about to leave. But it's like, hold on, man. Where, where are you coming from? Something's got like, and, and the guy's like, let me go. Right? He's like, no, no. He, tell me, let you go. Yeah, let me go. No, it's like, no. Y'all know how they. <laughs> That's WWE. You remember that? 
I won't hurt you, I promise that. <laughs> he got locked up, and all of a sudden, he's wrestling with this guy. Now, now, now pause for a moment. Now, Kai, I want you to get this. You, you listening, Corp? Carol? Katie? Come on. I want you to get this. Because he's wrestling with a man in a place where he was alone. He's, he's done sinning. He's been struggling with, with God. You done promised me. And this man might kill me. Something bad might happen to me. And you've promised good things. Who am I preaching to in this message? I believe that because this man was trying to get away from him, he was like, no, I am, no, you, you got to stay here. Why? Because he's done experience angels and he's experienced supernatural things. And because I'm telling you why he wrestled, because he valued the blessing of God so much. I'm not going to come into contact with a messenger from heaven and leave without them blessing me. You stand in the presence of the almighty God. I'm not going come into your contact and leave unless you bless me. Woo! Man, I, I'm going to have to mail this message to Bishop Jakes and maybe he could do a little bit better with it at Potter's house. I mean at Potter's house, I'm sure they would have had three or four people. Go ahead Bishop! Preach! Ah! Come on. I feel a few people trying to help me get it out today. Because I'm like, I'm like Jacob. I've been wrestling with some situation. And I'm like, God, I'm not going to go through what I went through without coming out better because of it. I'm not going to let the enemy come in and you, God, not like a flood, not show up. God, you got to come through. God, you've got to pour out. God, you've got to make a way. God, you've got to open up a door. God, you've got to turn this around. God, You've got to open up a way. That's a little bit better. That's a little bit better. They're wrestling. I mean, they're wrestling. And he won't let them go. He's like, man, get off of me. He's like, no, hold on, hold on. What does he want? And he says it in the next verse. Okay, y'all sit down. Don't, 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 don't shout me down because I'm preaching good. No, keep standing. No, I was messing. <laughs> That's just something the preachers say, right? Y'all help me now. I'm going to run out of time. This is good preaching. Don't y'all ever let me dismiss this service without pronouncing this blessing over you. He said, to, and he said, he's wrestling with this guy, and he said, let me go because the day is breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Thank you so much. Be blessed. Amen. 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 Y'all stand up on your feet. This is powerful. From this day forward, if you could, uh, I'm playing some soft music here. <clears throat> From this day forward, this is the, the song that's playing right now. It's called The Blessing. Let it stir up something deep on the inside of you. Revelation went off on the inside of me like a bomb just singing this song over and over again and then watching my father pastor the church and just pronouncing that blessing week in and week out. 
This is so precious. The office that I have is your pastor. And I've neglected for so many years to release intentionally as it's commanded. He's commanded when we gather together in unity to speak the blessing. Ah, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Lift your hand up before God. Hallelujah. And receive the blessing. The blessing of God over your life and over your family. For those of you that are watching online, I pray that you can sense the anointing, the power, and the presence of the Lord. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and be gracious to you. Be gracious to you. That means may the Lord give you what you don't deserve. Yeah, some of you have messed up really bad, done some really, really dumb things. I mean, Jacob was not perfect in any way but he valued the blessing. I pray that you receive this today. It's so important. It's not your perfection. It's your faith. Value this. Oh, I speak this. Hallelujah. May his favor be upon you and your family for a thousand generations for your children and your children's children and their children I'll say it again may his favor be upon you and your family that extended family that we've been praying for those in your immediate family may his favor be upon you and your family to a thousand generations. May it be, may his favor be upon. Hallelujah. Your children and their children, their children. May his favor be upon you and a thousand generations in your family and your children and their children, and their children. May his presence go before you and behind you and beside you, all around you and within you. Hallelujah. He's with you in the morning, in the evening, when you come in and when you go out. He's with you. He's with you. He's with you, and he is for you, faith family. May his presence go before you, and behind you, and beside you, all around you, everywhere you go, in Jesus' name. How many of you all received the blessing? Come on, say amen. 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 Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, God.